Coming up, a big show today. We've got Coldplay on the podcast with us today. Plus, what music, speaking of Coldplay, I don't know if Phil will be this part of this, but what music do you think is playing in hell? You know how weird that is, right? It's a dude, you have to hear this priest. You won't believe what music he heard in hell. Do I have to? You have to. All right, and there's something. You may see at my house this weekend, and I don't want to be judged. Okay. Take a listen. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. There's something you may see at my house this weekend. And I don't want to be judged. Is it another man? <laughs> no. Okay. But I think you may see boxed wine at my house. Yes. <laughs> You're going to uh, do it. I think I might have to. It may be a thing. And uh, yeah, like, I mean, fine. Judge me, go. I don't care anymore. I I think it's cool now. Mm. Okay, my mom does it. Nira, <laughs> my mom does it. She's okay. pretty cool. Cheryl. Cheryl's cool. Okay, the reason I want to do this is because I really enjoy red wine. Okay. She sure does. I love red wine. She puts a straw right in the bottle. <laughs> okay, it's no. awesome. All of that is inaccurate, <laughs> whatever she said. But I do. I really enjoy a glass of red. Mm-hmm. Problem is, uh, my husband is, it's like me forcing him to have something if yeah. I'm opening a bottle. Same with my husband. I'm like, come mine. on. just yeah. And he's like, uh, okay. I'm like, oh, well, this is a waste. I'm like, well, if you're not enjoying every sip, then don't drink it. And Give like, me it. <laughs> he's like, you gave me the glass. <laughs> so it causes issues, okay? Okay. But then I've opened up a bottle and I get upset because it's a bottle and it's good wine. And then I'm forcing myself to drink more than I want to drink, which is also a problem then. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. But I heard that a box of wine can last like four weeks easy. I think even like six weeks. I think, yeah, like six weeks for white. And they said four, you're pushing it for red. Oh. Something like that. Okay. I don't know. That's just kind of what I was. I've been reading up on it a little bit. Of course you have. Uh, It's about four weeks that, you know, you can have a box of wine. But I was just curious of the judgment factor that's going to come along with me having a box of wine on my counter. I want to be there when you go to the liquor store. And be like, hello, how do I buy a box of wine? (laughs) I feel like it's one of those things. Once you buy one box of wine. You'll be like, yeah, like you're just going to own it. You'll be like, I'm back. Yeah. Here I go. Check okay. it out. Okay. And I, I, for some reason, and I don't know why, it seems like it's a lot more acceptable with white wine than it is for red. Yeah, I agree. Why? why? I don't know. Why? It's like, we use it for cooking. Right? I'm sure you do. Or like, yeah, like if you bring it to a picnic, everybody's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Because you've, you've had it chilled. Yeah. You bring it ice cold. You're like, guys, I brought a box of wine. I think everybody's like, oh my gosh, you are our leader. Because white wine is like more trashy. Like, can we agree on that? Like, it's a little trashier. Well, I don't want to say that because there's a lot of white wine drinkers out there. Sure. I'm not saying they're trash. I'm just saying if you choose, like, I'll have a white wine. Like, you, it's a bit, it's a bit trashy. Trashy. Well, I no, okay. I love it. I think there's less health benefits to oh. white than red. Okay. So a lot of people went red because they're like, there's also antioxidants in yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, this is good for me. It's good for me. Yeah. Okay? 
I also think Nira, there's a lot of companies now that make really good boxed red wine. Like, I don't think it's all garbage like it used to be. Okay. Like, I think they actually make a decent boxed wine now. Okay, I'm I'm on the hunt now. Okay. And I really would like to because I don't want to force myself to drink more and I don't want to keep wasting bottles of wine. Mm-hmm. So I think this is my answer. I'm going to give it a try. Uh, and also, uh, yeah, I have a feeling that if my girlfriends were to come over, they'd be like, yeah. is that a box of wine on your counter? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they'd not drink from it. Yeah, I guaranteed they would. They would drink. I'm concerned, though, because you know when you have a bottle of wine, mm-hmm. you can see how much you've had. I know. A box is hidden. But you go by the glass, then. You count how many glasses you might had. forget. <laughs> I don't think so. so. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. Question for you. What music do you think is playing in hell? Whoa. Dude. Um... In hell! <laughs> no. The hottest place in town. Mm-mm. Because this priest from Michigan who had a heart attack, he died for a few minutes. His priest in Michigan died. And when he was dead for a few minutes, he says he got to see hell. Okay. For a brief moment. And guess what music was playing? Guess what song Aww. the demons were singing, Nira? No, they weren't. Rihanna! Umbrella. No. Yes. I love that song. This priest is like, dude, you don't understand. I went to hell. I saw them. The demons. I heard Rihanna blasting Umbrella. I looked. The demons were all singing Rihanna Umbrella. Then he came back to life. He's like, oh, my God. Literally. Oh, my God. OMG. OMG. That was crazy. Okay. Could it be that the demons... Uh, were just a figment of his imagination and maybe it was a dream, a nightmare and that he actually didn't go to hell and that maybe Rihanna's on his mind because Super Bowl is coming up and this priest is also heavy into football. I mean, I guess that's an option. (laughs) Like a pretty giant one? But last night, Nira, I sat down and I did some homework. (laughs) And actually, if you break it down, Rihanna has a lot of hell-appropriate songs. Okay, what does that even mean? For example... Disturbia! Hello! Disturbia, I love this song. It's like the darkness is in light. Like, uh, Disturbia? Dude, that's hell. hell. Disturbia does not necessarily mean hell. Okay. Disturb- There's more. Can just be a disturbed moment that's happening. Okay? Okay. How about this? Listen to this. We found love. Listen. Where did they find it? Is there a more hopeless place than hell? No. Are you kidding me right now? Hopeless place. Dude. A hopeless place meant, oh my gosh, our love survived. Our love thrived. We're in this place right now where you came from this dysfunctional background. I came from a dysfunctional mm. background. Look where we met. We found love in a, hope, in a hopeless place. It's supposed to be a beautiful song. Maybe it's two demons looking at each other like, dang girl, maybe this is, yeah. Okay. Also, hopeless place hell. Shouldn't we be more concerned about the fact that this priest pastor guy went to hell? I like that you call them pastures. That's oh. where the cows <laughs> live, sweet pea. Okay, I got more. I got two more. No to more. prove my point. Come on, that man. Rihanna is appropriate for hell. Okay, mm. get ready. Diamonds. Shine bright like a diamond. How are diamonds created? Where are they found? Deep in the earth. Shine bright like a diamond. And aren't they formed from like combusting something? Some, there's some sort of flame, heat involved. They, 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 there's something. Well, to shape them, I believe they need heat. But there you uh, go. there's Ooh. lots of man-made diamonds now. Yeah. 
Where's all the heat <laughs> in hell? And my last clue. Oh, wow. Okay. Rihanna work. Just get ready for work, 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 work. There ain't no rest in hell. Okay, I think you're pushing it. We're talking a bit too much about hell. It's making me very uncomfortable. Is it? Yes. Some people think it doesn't exist. And Rihanna's one of my favorite artists, so I'm very upset right now. I'm just saying, she's hot in hell. Go back to your past. She's hot in hell. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin. Which family member may be preventing you from having a best friend? That my best friend. She a real bad Best friends are pretty amazing. But which best friend may be preventing you? Sorry, which family member may be preventing you from having a best friend? Is it your sister? Ooh. Because the question that I have is, can you really be best friends with someone who has a sister? Can you? No. You can't, can you? <laughs> nope. my best friend. Like, that's it. What's the point? My two best friends are my sisters. There you go. I used to think that sounded so lame. I used to be like, yeah, my best friend. It's, just, it's like, my best friend is my sister. It's like, boo. Right. But now I'm like, yeah, okay. check it out. We are a force, the Conways. Now, was that a thing later in life? Or was that also through high school and you actually had best friends in high school? My older sister and I are two years apart, Leah and I. And I was always very close with her. Mm-hmm. We had the same rules, score, Nira. When I was in high school, the rule was you come home and your sister comes home. You guys stay together. Okay. <laughs> Score. Yeah, because she's older. You were very lucky. So lucky. I got to go to all the parties with her. Yeah. Hang out with all her friends. It was yeah. amazing. Okay. Now, my younger sister, Megan, is six years younger than me. Right. So our friendship came later. Uh-huh. But now we're real close. Okay, but... Age ain't nothing but a number. In high school, though... <laughs> yeah. Did you have a best friend that wasn't your sister? Mm. No. Not really? No. It was oh, really? always your sister. Yeah. Like she would, she's like, you know, I, I hate the term ride or die. Yeah. That vibe. Yeah. Oh, Interesting. yeah. Like I had yeah. really, really, really close friends, really, really, really close friends, but uh-huh. Leah was the go to. Interesting. I'm trying to figure this out right now because I have, I have a couple of best friends. You also have a brother. I sorry. Have, I have a brother. Sheesh, sorry. Yeah. I, what? <laughs> sorry, Ashish. Sorry, bro. You're not a girl. Uh, you're not a girl. Uh, as much as my brother, Ashish, wanted me to be a boy. Of course. And I wanted him to be a girl. <laughs> because, you know, you wanted that growing up. Um, but my friend, one of my really good friends and I, her and her sister have a ginormous difference between them. So through high school like and age. university. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like age difference. Uh, they they weren't tight, mm. but just recently in the last decade have gotten very tight, and now I'm totally like <laughs> I'm not really your best friend anymore. <laughs> like what about me? She's, mm, you're not related. No, seriously, it's just because they're sisters, and you just you like it's just and they're together all the time, and mm-hmm. they're at family stuff, and then they're at cousin stuff, and it's just they're, it's just easy, right? Mm-hmm. I get it, but I was really her like you know ride or die through mm-hmm. through university days and and longer. So do you and your brother bond over your screwed up childhood? Yes. Okay, that's good. Yes. Because that's like one of our key components <laughs> to our, our yes. friendship slash sistership. Yes. yes. Right? Like Because you have the same shared experience yes. growing up. You're like, I know that about our mom. We know what happened to this. We know but about then, that. Like, But then sometimes we don't have different perspectives for each other, which I enjoy. Hmm. Right? I want other perspectives then on things. 
which I, f- I feel like I can get from friendships. Right. Because my brother and I can, like, yeah, we come from, like, dysfunction, so it can get dysfunction talk. Right, yeah. And, and it's fine once in a while, but, you know, you want... Yeah. And we're both like, okay, that's enough now. Was he ever your best friend at, at any point in your life? Like, well, when you guys were... Him and I have a pretty giant age difference, too, like, seven years. Okay, yeah. And so I was kind of like a mom to him when he was growing up. Uh-oh. Right? So, like, that's uh-huh. not helpful, but I took him with me everywhere I could. Anywhere and everywhere I could. Okay, that's cool. Right? So, so you were a cool big sister. I was a very cool big sister. Okay. Slash mom, slash cool big sister, slash friend. Okay, leave the slash mom out. What it was. And I was that person that said to him, like, you ever need a ride, you call me. Mm. Like, how cool is that? No matter where you are, yep. no matter whatever the situation, you no will judgment. not be judged. Yep. I will oh, find you. Good. I will get you. Yep. Like, I wish I had someone like that for yep. me. Right? That's yep. pretty cool. Yeah. And now I have a daughter who has two brothers, and now I'm trying to figure out some of her friendships because she's only in kindergarten. I'm like, do I stay away from the people who have sisters? Yeah. Like, are those friendships going to go anywhere? Like, you stay away from them? Or no. she stays away from yeah, them? Yeah, like, I'm trying to, like... Oh, wow. N- n- I'm trying to, like, navigate her friendships. Wow. Find her an only child. <laughs> yes. Get her. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. Coldplay is coming to town. We have tickets. Beat the Street tickets because they are going on sale this morning at 10 a.m. We know you want these tickets. And Coldplay... They are playing at BC Place. Vancouver, their only Canadian date. We are special to them. We are very special. And it's on a Friday night. This is going to be so amazing. September 22nd. We actually got to, to, Nira and I got to sit down and talk to Coldplay Mm -hmm. a couple days ago via Zoom. We wish they were here with us, but, you know, they They will be. Next time. Yes, they did say next time. (laughs) Um, And Coldplay always puts on an incredible arena, like stadium, like big, crazy show. But this year, they're doing something really cool for this Music of the Spheres tour, and they're they're thinking of planet Earth. Yeah, sustainability is their main concern. It's their main talk to action, action to talk. That's right. So impressed because they do have so much influence, and they're using it for good. That's right. We talked to them about it. Take a listen. It's a Friday night in Vancouver. We haven't been to Vancouver for... A number of years, six years, I think now. So mm-hmm. we're 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 going to bring the whole the suitcase full of tricks. We're so excited, Coldplay. I mean, you have so many fans in Vancouver. But let's talk about some of the amazing stuff that is going on with this show. You are really setting a precedent. We talk about it all the time. Powerful people need to do powerful things for the world, and that is straight up what you guys are doing as a powerful band. Tell us something that you're doing that's getting the audience involved. That's going to be helping with sustainability and your show. We came up with a, a whole kind of bunch of ideas to try and make the show more sustainable. And um, amongst many other things, we have uh, a couple of initiatives for the audience. We have this thing called the kinetic floor where people can jump up and down on this special floor and it generates electricity. And also we have a uh, like a couple of rows of uh, bicycles that people can cycle and um, and generate electricity as well. Um, and it's really just about showcasing these different technologies and showing that, you know, there's ways of kind of creating energy from interesting places. We also That's have this uh, initiative where every ticket uh, corresponds to a tree, one tree planted for every ticket. So with your when you purchase your ticket, you're obviously going to get a show, but you're also buying a tree um, and, Amazing. you know, trying to redress that that balance. The idea is to is to get people involved. You know, the climate issue seems so insurmountable and what can we possibly do? But we're hopefully trying to show that a series of small gestures of things that you can change without having to sacrifice much can all amount to something pretty significant. That's so amazing. 
And as Nira said, like you guys are one of the biggest bands in the world and for you to do it and set the precedent should really send a message to everybody else that they can do it too. And it, it does take everybody doing something, but you guys are really going for it and can't wait to see it. I know it's going to yeah. be insane. Since we started this, a bunch of other artists and bands and um, musicians and touring people have sort of taken on that that um, mm -hmm. challenge as well. And, and we always hoped right. that it would improve, that we, we, we didn't ever think that our, what our solution was perfect and we're trying to make sure that everyone has access to the technology that we have and we want to make sure that other people take the ball and and run with it and improve and generally just keep things keep things going in a in a you know more and more sustainable way and now with Nira. science it's all science science says the most handsome man in the world is now, that's today's top biz story. We've heard about this before. It's that whole golden ratio thing. These doctors, these plastic surgeons, uh, they have done the calculations and they have said that this celebrity, because they don't know what every single face in the world looks like, obviously. Yeah, haven't checked out our... Yeah, haven't seen our faces for a best-looking man. Oh, yeah, okay. best-looking man. Anyways, okay. uh, they found that it is someone from Bridgerton. Oh, we used to talk about Bridgerton so much. I miss talking about Bridgerton Me and crushing too. on it. Remember and you and I acted it out? We got real into role play for a bit there. <laughs> this was our thing. Uh, anyways. Um, we can always bring it back, Nira. Well, our man, our man is bringing it back. Our man, Reggie Jean Page, mm. they say, is the most handsome man in the world. I am yours, Daphne. I have always been yours. According God. to science, okay? And he's also uh, tipped to be possibly the front runner or at least in the top five for the next 007 James Bond franchise. He'd be incredible. <sighs> okay, so good. Um, what's interesting about Reggae Jean Page is I saw him in like Also, that can you show. call him his real name, please? The, the, the Duke? Of, Simon of, Hastings? Thank you. The Duke of Hastings, thank Simon. Thank you. Um, what's really interesting about him is he was in that show, like that court show, I don't know, Good People or the Good People, the, I don't know, For okay. the People? For the People. Okay. Anyways, I was like, oh, he's a cute guy. Okay, like just I, saw, I was like, oh, then I see him in Bridgerton, mm. and I cannot. I've watched season one three times for Reggae Jean Page. Certain episodes, certain minutes. Episode five, yes. the last seven minutes, Woo! when he burns for her, she burns for him. Yeah. It is such a beautiful, romantic, sexy scene. Do you and your husband ever play quote the last seven minutes? I bet you do. I come out in a petticoat and he knows it's time. He's like, why am I holding a sword? You're like, Joss. He's like, why are these buttons so small? Do it. <laughs> Don't worry about the buttons. Okay, anyways. Uh, did you know petticoat yeah. instead of underwear Like, was the thing back then too? Mm. Right? Yeah. Mm, that's a lot. No, remember, like, it would have taken them forever to take their clothes off. It did. Back in the day, it was like, hurry. <laughs> like, the moment's almost passing here. Dude. It was amazing. <laughs> Anyhow, season two, like, watch it. Season three coming soon, but now I got to go back to season one yeah. knowing what I know. Uh, Harry Styles split his pants on stage <laughs> in front of his first celebrity crush. Amazing. He was going dancing, went down on his knees, pants split right in the crotchal area, and in front of his first celebrity crush, which do you remember who it is? No. Jennifer Aniston. Uh, right there. In front of, like, right, it was. For her. Yeah. It happened. Watch these two might start dating. I'm well, calling it now. Interesting that you want to say that. Oh. Because Harry Styles is very interested in another crush of his. Okay. And that crush is Shania Twain. That don't impress me much. He's also 
had a giant crush on her since he was a kid. Who hasn't? Okay. Uh, she and her, him, like they, they both think each other is cute. I don't know. She's married. I don't think so. She's definitely like happily for I, sure. I think she has. Yeah, she's. I think she's in a happy marriage. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Because remember, she was with that dog, ironically named Mutt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her producer who cheated on her. Yeah, His yeah. His name was Mutt Lang. He cheated on her. I know. I can't. I know the foreshadowing there was just too much. Now I've got to Google. Okay, well, producer, is Shania married? Our producer's going to check for us. Is Shania, is, is Shania married? Married. Wait, here he comes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, oh, he's typing. Uh, yes. He's typing. P.S. Shania Twain, 57 years old. She looks incredible. No. Shania, Shania Twain is married. Knew it. Like happily? Yeah. yeah. Does it say happily? No. <laughs> on IMDb or like Wikipedia. Okay, well, anyways, I don't know why he's interested. Maybe he wants to woo her. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. And also, take his call. And he split his pants in front of Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Maybe he should go the Jennifer Aniston route. Or split his pants in front of Shania. <laughs> you just said she's married. Hey, what do you want? Oh, what is, that doesn't mean that's never going to happen. I'm just saying. I'm just letting you. There's a little barrier okay. in between. Well, this couple that is very happily married, Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas, just revealed their matching tattoos. They each have a check mark and a box. Because when he proposed, he told her she checked all his boxes. Oh, gross. It's so oh, gross. Come on. Give it to them. <laughs> it's cute. Come on. Bar. I think it's actually adorable. Disgusting. A little, okay, anyways. <laughs> I'm Nira. That's the biz. It is brought to you by Vancouver Young Actors School. Act now. Weekly classes start February 4th. Visit VancouverYoungActorsSchool.com. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. Party conversation etiquette part two. Yo, it's the weekend. Yo, parties are going to be bumping. Yeah. Hit up a party last weekend. House party was pretty fun. Um, realized this is still very new for people. House parties, believe it or not, because this is our first real time since the pandemic that it's happening again, guys. We're really getting together with larger groups of people. Conversations are starting. I was in a really deep conversation with someone, and that's why I'm just calling it part two, because yesterday we talked about conversation etiquette at a party. If someone's in a deep conversation, do you interrupt, or do you just walk on by and, you know, meet up with those people later? Yeah, because you guys got an aggressive, like, hey, yeah, like, it's a bit uh, too serious. Yeah, what's going on here? And we're like, actually, we're in a really good conversation. Mm. Ooh, try it sometime. <laughs> Did you say that? <laughs> yeah, ouch. <laughs> no. My other question now is, because it had been so long since we've been in these party situations, you have not seen some of these faces in, it, it seems like, forever. So you get into, it like, a good little grooving conversation, but then you're done, and you want to talk to more people. Mm. How do you, how do you, how do you leave? God. How do you say, well, that was fun. Bye. See you. Especially if the conversation like comes to a natural end. Yeah, and then you both yeah. just going to... I was very... Because that happened to me about 10 times. Oh 10, boy. 12 times of, oh my gosh, so good to see you. How is everything? And then we both did the catch up. And then it's like, okay, so I'm going to get a refill. But my drink was totally full. <laughs> They're like, okay, she has a drinking problem. Like, what do you do? Like, uh, sure. What is the party conversation etiquette when the little catch up surface level conversation is done but it was great catch up surface convo yeah but you can both you 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 both want to head somewhere else but neither of you want to offend the other I think the key is you got to don't let it uh, don't let there be a lot of space in between when the conversation ends and you figure out a way to move forward Okay. You, know, you were like, oh, let's go get a drink or something. Or like, oh, there's some food out. Don't like let the conversation like, oh, yeah, the kids are good. Da-da. And then it like ends and it's like, let's go get a drink. Like right. then it's weird. Okay. You got to be quick. You got to be on it. You got to know 
the the out. You got to know when to be like, oh, let's go. Hey, food's out. Yeah. Couple hey, there's the dude or right. whatever. So a couple times I did, I was just like, okay, bye. Or okay, bye is interesting. <laughs> bye. They're like, she's leaving. You're like, no. Just you. Or you, at least when it's in a group, it's easy to kind of sneak out. Yeah. Right? When it's a few people talking together, you can kind of sneak out of there. But when it's a one-on-one, mm-hmm. it is very hard to walk away in that sitch. Sometimes I try to be funny. Oh. And it it rarely a in general for example it's a, usually a miss yeah um like if you and I were having a conversation and then it just like gradually ended I'd be like this is kind of weird eh? <laughs> <laughs> shall we kiss How do you, yes good Nira that's a good one Holly and Nira you're waking up with Holly and Nira on ninety four five Virgin Radio what's your nurture style that's right your nurture style Open Gangnam Style. Close. Okay. Nurture style. Okay. <laughs> we were talking about this yesterday, this 85-year happiness study. They just posted these crazy breakthrough results of this 85-year happiness study that's actually still going by a small school called Harvard. Never. Whatever heard. they know. Right? Never been mentioned any movie, <laughs> any show, nothing. Try being UBC or SFU mm-hmm. or CAPU. Um, after talking to thousands and thousands of people, the key to a truly happy life, according to this 85-year study, a happy, good life is uh, good relationships. Mm-hmm. But they say the key is you get out of these relationships what you put in. So the key to it is you've got to nurture the relationships you want in your life. Mm. And those beautifully nurtured relationships will bring you all the happiness that you deserve and you want. As we were talking about this study yesterday, we did bring to light. Like celebrities teach us over and over again. Money's not the answer. Mm. Private jets isn't the answer. I mean, I'd like to try and find out for myself. I know, but they showcased it again and again. At the end of the day, it's like a a relationship where they can really feel love, unconditional love, where they really feel like they can trust someone. Dude, a lot of dogs say they're, a lot of dogs, a lot of celebrities say their dogs are their best friends because they are the only people they can really trust in the world. No, for sure. Um, And someone who gives them the truth. And then came up the nurturing aspect. Mm -hmm. Now, if you... If you were never really taught how to nurture a relationship, do you then know how to nurture a relationship? I was going to ask you. And what if nurturing is becoming one-sided and it's only one person who's kind of nurturing in the relationship Mm -hmm. and you're putting in all the nurture? Mm -hmm. If you take it away, then it's going to shrivel up and die. Mm Mm-hmm. Then then what's the point of nurturing a relationship? I think it's got to be a co-nurture situation. Okay. Because think about just our friendship. Like, if, if only one of us was putting effort into it. Right. It would be, like, it would be annoying. And what is your nurture tactic? Because we have very different nurture tactics. I honestly don't know if I have any. I don't, I don't, <laughs> okay. I'm not sure I know oh. how to nurture. I mean... You are a difficult I, one to assess with the nurture thing. Yeah. I I don't know. I always think of my kids. Because I think as a parent, isn't that the whole thing? Nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. Nature versus nurture. I think I nurture my kids. I hope I do. No, I think you nurture your kids. Yeah. I'm talking about just your other relationships. Mm-hmm. I, like, you know how they say uh, for someone like, oh, she's so nurturing or he's so nurturing. Yeah. I don't know if that comes no. up easy when we talk about you. No. I don't know. You're definitely more nurturing. Nurturing. Yes. Yes. Is that a word? Nurturing. Yes. Nurturing. <laughs> I'm a little bit more nurturing. You are. Uh, I, I, I understand that. You're more mommy. Yes. I'm mm-hmm. definitely more mommy. Which is a nurturing e. Thing. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I don't know. Nurture, nurture is such an interesting word. Mm-hmm. And I think it has so many different kind of meanings to it. So when that study was like, you got to nurture these relationships. Yeah. Like, do you have nurture conversations with someone before you're about to get in a relationship with them? Yeah. Like, maybe that's something else that needs to be on the list of what you talk about. Like, what's your nurture tactic? Mm-hmm. You know, and don't you think it's different for every person, every relationship, That's every I mean. friendship? Think I, of like, you yeah. know, we were just talking about this the other day. How you like, you have certain friends you go to. You want to party, you go to them. Yeah, you're feeling really down, you call that person. Like yeah. you've got like, so then your nurture cell for those relationships would be totally different mm-hmm. based every relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I I feel so spent these days. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. Do I even nurture you anymore? Mm. Have you ever? You just said I'm nurturing. Ooh. To others. <laughs> Just, Just kidding. kidding. <laughs> Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin. What Mary J. Blige does every morning that has changed her life in a good way. Mary J. Absolute icon. Powerhouse. Love her. Diva. Changed the music industry, made paths. She paved the way. Sure did. Fourth decade of in the music industry for this woman, okay? Played just at the Super Bowl last year with Dre and the crew. Uh, hugely respected, Mary J. Blige. She, you would think, would have so much confidence, right? Mary J. Blige. Yeah. No. She said it didn't matter how many awards, didn't matter how many nominations, it didn't matter how many albums, didn't matter how many accolades, it does not matter. She's like, I still felt like it was it was never enough. I wasn't hmm. good enough. But there's something that she changed. She's like, I have been struggling for a while with loving myself. But since I took on this one thing that I do every single morning, it has changed my my life. This one thing I do every morning has changed my life. She looks at herself in the mirror when she wakes up every morning. Okay? Clothes on or off? Um, we didn't get to the details of the clothing. Okay. But she makes sure that she's looking at herself in the mirror. Not just eyes closed or really staring at herself. No makeup, no nothing. First thing in the morning. And she says to herself, good morning, gorgeous. Good morning, gorgeous. And she says, this is such a simple thing to do. And it's not about the vanity. She's like, it's about letting myself and letting myself know that no one's going to love me like me. And nobody can. Oh, nobody can love you the way you love yourself. Nobody can. It's on you. Hmm. You have to find that love for yourself within. You have to. Interesting. Every morning. Well, good for her. Good for her. You have to realize no one's going to love you like that. I'm I'm far from that, but good for Mary J. Mm, it's a lot of... She's, it's not easy. Yeah. She's, she's just talking about this now in her life, and she's Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Okay? So clearly yeah. this stuff's not easy. That's why she's like, this is something I did. I, I hope by me talking about this, um, I can inspire other people to do the same. She's like, it's not easy work. Is there a timeline of when she started saying this and then when she actually felt it? Uh, yeah, she says it does take time. And now for her, it has become a form of meditation. Like okay. it, it wasn't like like that from the very beginning. Okay. Um, she's like, there's no makeup. There's no nominations. There's no award ceremony. She's like, it's just me and my faith. And the beauty of me being able to say good morning, gorgeous, and mm. appreciate my life and my love for myself. This sounds very healthy. Oh, gosh, yes. It's good for her. Are you there? <laughs> 
Are you there? <laughs> I was like, are you talking to me, God, Margaret? I'm talking to you. <laughs> you? Are you there? Are you? Are, that that is sounds like maybe in 25 years I'll be there, where I can actually look at myself and be like, nobody loves me like me. That I hope. God, that is the goal. I don't think I'm there because I'm really hard on myself on everyday oh. things that happen in life. And especially, like, I find parenting very hard. And I think I constantly screw up as a parent, mm-hmm. as, a, as a mom. Normal. So then I'm really hard on myself. And then I find that really hard to shake. Mm-hmm. And that'll haunt me for days. Mm-hmm. And and then sometimes I'll be randomly, I'll have, like, a ball my eyes out moment mm-hmm. from something that happened, like, like, I don't know, 12 years or, like, 11 years ago. And I still can't shake it or something that happened seven years ago Mm. from a bad parenting moment that I had or a moment where I lost it. Mm -hmm. And I'll still just, it still haunts me, right? And I have those moments where I can't shake those off. And that's what I'm trying to work on. Okay. So you're not there. (laughs) (laughs) Holly and Nira. Get your hands up. Faded, back, Holland Park, June 23rd and June 24th. It's going to be an epic weekend. Fadedinthepark.com. Jack Harlow, Odessa, DJ Snake, and a list of other crazy artists. Super fun venue, Holland Park. Get your tickets right now. They are on sale as of yesterday. Fadedinthepark.com. But why buy? Who can afford that right now? Okay, well, we got caller number 25 here. Is this Julia? Yes! Hi! Hi! Hi, Julia! Julia. Hi! Julia! Julia. (laughs) North Van! (laughs) Yes! Okay, Julia, you got yourself festival passes, okay? These are all yours. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! It's going to be so fun! So much! So, are you going to like book a room or something then? Because you're coming from North Van for the festival? Possibly. I can make a big weekend out of it. Yeah. Super fun. Listen, the North Shore isn't that far from Surrey. I know, but it just kind of makes sense. Don't you think? (laughs) Yeah, then you can party. Yeah, it would be super fun. Yeah, I've driven by a few times. You know what? Julia, Nira has extra room in her house. Why don't you sleep at Nira's for the weekend? Oh, exciting. (laughs) Sounds like a plan. I'm probably just as far as North Van, actually, where it's I fine. am. She'll pick you up. Surrey is gigantic. She'll pick you up in the CX-9 from Signature Master. It's amazing. Actually, it's a very sweet ride. I can there make it go. very luxurious okay. for you. Because that's what Faded That'd is all awesome. about. Luxury. All right, Julia. Yay. Have so much fun. Faded in the Park. Thank Take you all so yours. much. You're so oh my welcome. God. Happy Friday. Yay. 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 <laughs> Another chance to win this afternoon, 5.30. You're waking up with Holly and Nira. Let's find out. Will you pass the Channing Tatum parenting test? I'm going to find out. Sure. Channing Tatum is a dad. He has a daughter, Everly, who's nine years old. Channing Tatum says as soon as his daughter, Everly, is old enough, he is going to be 100% honest about his past with his daughter. No hiding anything. No details missed. Because oh, come on. Yes, because Channing Tatum, of course, plays a stripper in Magic Mike movies. Uh-huh. Incredible. Yes. But he used to actually be a male stripper. Yes. And he's like, dude, I'm going to be upfront and honest. I'm going to have the conversation and I'm not going to lie to my kid. Okay, well, this is a different situation. He is a celebrity. He can like, she's going to Google search him when she's older and she'll find out everything anyways. But that part where he said 
every piece of information. Every piece. No holes barred. No. No detail. No. He's going to tell her all about it. That makes no sense to me. When she's old enough. Yeah. Is that what you want in your life? You want your child to know 100% of the details? Maybe when they're old enough. 100% of your details? 100%? You don't even know yourself 100%. I know. I've never told anybody else how 100%. I know. I Like I said, you don't even know because you forget everything. Okay. So why would you... I don't understand why your child needs to know 100% of the details. I think some things are okay just to have for yourself. Why do we feel the need to have to tell everything to everybody all the time? He's just a victim of verbal diarrhea from social media. Holy smokes. What? This has taken a turn. <laughs> well, that's what it is. <laughs> the whole point is, TMI. as a parent... TMI. As a parent, TMI. He's gonna have the. He's gonna tell his daughter about his past. Will you, Nira, do the same when your children okay. are the right age? Will you be like, "Here's what mommy did. Okay, that trip, that one time. Oh my gosh, check it out. Why? I don't know. Why? I mean, of course, conversations, natural conversations, will come up. Information will come up. I'm not going to sit there and act like a saint for sure. Okay, good. But. Do I have to give 100% of the details of my past to my children? That's a lot to put on your children. Mm-hmm. My children don't need to carry the burden of my past. Well, I guess so. Why do they need to know 100% of everything that's happened in my past? But why what? is it a burden? I was talking about like all the naughty things you've done. Well, maybe some of... Well, when you're saying... When you're saying 100% of everything, you're yeah. saying 100% of everything. Yeah, but your kids are going to be like, Mommy, tell me all your issues from when you were a kid. Well, you're making it sound like no, that. I'm talking about your naughty, haunted past. Well, your things when your mm. kids are going to be like, Mom, did you ever, ever have a one-night stand? You're like, no. Okay, this is what I'm saying. Or are you going to be I, like, I, maybe? Yeah, I'm not going to try and act like a saint. Okay. Okay? Good. Yes, of course. I will have appropriate conversations, but at the end of the day, I'm not trying to be their best friend. I'm yep, still their good. mother. Mm-hmm. And I need to present myself in a certain way that still presents me as their mother. There should be still boundaries. They, sh- like, they don't need to know mm-hmm. everything. Not, nobody needs to know everything about m- me except for me, right. including my children. But I'm not going to lie, but I'm not going to give 100% of the details. Yeah. You might have, might have to lie a little bit. Might have to lie a little bit. Well, what about you? You want to give 100%? No. Then no. What? Why are you acting so all surprised when I'm, I'm just saying wondering? Okay. I remember when we were like teenagers, we're like, Mom, tell us. Did you ever try this? Did you ever do this? And she was like, I'll tell you when you're old enough. Of course. So she, again, she did the same thing. Not pretending she's a saint. Not saying no. Oh, I would never do that. Ugh. She was like, maybe. And I'll tell you at a later age. And also some stuff is uncomfortable. I don't want to hear it from my parents. They're still my parents. Mm. There's still some stuff that my dad tries to tell me. I'm like, dad, please be quiet. He's like, oh, when I tried to act too Canadian when I was little, like, you know, and I was like, I'm not Indian, I'm Canadian. You know, and he's like, oh, you may think you're so Canadian, but don't forget where you were made, Nira. Oh, God, that's a lot of information. Made? I was made in India. Created? (laughs) Okay. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin. Okay, forget the tip. No, no, no. There is a new surcharge coming to the bill near you. My money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. I like to see Can't wait to hear how you feel about this one. Oh, you seem too excited. Give it to me. It's already happening in the States. Imagine this. You go for dinner. Mm. The bill comes. Yes. And you look down, you're like, what? Employee health surcharge. <laughs> 5%? 5%? What? An employee health surcharge. Now, at, in some places in the States, they yes. say they're using it for people who don't have insurance. Okay. 
here in Canada, uh-huh. this 5% quote employee health surcharge will be for things for the staff that they need for their mental health, for their physical health, but they're not covered by medical things like massage, Nira. <laughs> How about a facial? Okay. It's so relaxing to get a facial, maybe a special workout class. Mm-hmm. Oh, you really want to try Legree West or whatever, those like yeah. $35 dropping class? Well, right. you know what? Why don't you use some of your employee health surcharge fees and you go and do that special class and have a nice time questions so many questions i have a server uh this employee service employee Employee health health surcharge yeah is that five percent from my bill going directly to the server that helped me no it's a communal see no it's a communal no that doesn't make sense because what if some other like this is going to cause issues within them anyways let them try and figure this out because one server may not be as good as another server and then another server might be like busting their butt right mm-hmm. you know yeah and also um okay now i've just reduced the tip because you have to pay for this employee health and i'm not surcharge. the only one like this is what i'm saying this is what people are going to say yeah people are now going to say okay you're already charging me that now i'm not going to do the tip and then you don't think the servers themselves are going to be like no 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 please don't do this because i don't need a massage right now i need to pay for gas right I need gas money. I need to pay mm-hmm. for my rent. I need to go. I need to pay the hydro bill. Uh, this is now reducing the amount of tip that I'm getting. The one that the, the, the one thing I'm working so hard for. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is supposed to be on top of everything else. This isn't yeah. supposed to be like you figure out a way to find that 5% yeah. and move money no. around. No, no, no. This was supposed to be like your tip, whatever it is now, 20, 25%, yes. whatever ridiculous thing that we're expected to pay. Yes. And then on top of that, another 5% to make sure that the employees of this company can go get a facial, can go get a massage, can go for a workout class. Well, that's what I mean. If you put this on as a company, which the company should be doing for their employees, not us. Yeah, but our company doesn't. They're not going to pay for us to go to a special workout. Like some things are covered by MSP and medical and some aren't. Well, what I mean is a company should be in charge of this. Okay. <laughs> not us. A customer. If, if, if a company wants this for their employees, they should be the ones doing initiative themselves within mm-hmm. their company, not putting it on to the people who are coming in to go out for dinner. Right. Maybe it would be like a match. Like you get a 5%, we'll match for 5% or something. I don't know. Again, why are you... What, I don't what, know. What is... What is what is happening to the world? I don't know. I don't understand. And where is this starting? Has it already begun? It's already started in the States, yeah. Okay. And people are raging about it. Okay. And they have like tricky names for like some places are called employee health services. Some they have like a different little surcharge here, a little uh, well-being charge, a well-being surcharge. Is that what the receipt says? Yes, yes. Okay, then how about they take 5% off for my dinner meal for my mm-hmm. well-being charge? Hey, that's not bad. Or maybe you could get a facial from the server. <laughs> from the server, Holly yeah. and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. Who pays for the birthday? What are the rules? That is the question. Imagine it's your birthday coming up. It is yours. Yeah, my birthday's coming up in a couple of months. Okay. Start planning now, everybody. <laughs> now, what are the rules when it comes to birthdays? If I say to you, hey... Let's go out for my birthday. Okay? First of all, that's my dream. Yeah, let's go out for my birthday. Let's go out for some drinks. Okay. Now we go out for drinks. It's my birthday. Now because I invited you, because I wanted to go out for my birthday, do I pay for the birthday drinks? Because I asked you to come out for my birthday. No. Okay. 
Now, if it's flipped the other way and you're like, hey, Nira, your birthday's coming out. I mean, coming up. <laughs> we want to take you out for your birthday. And we go out. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you are asking to take me out for my birthday. Yep. You would pay for it. 100%. But if I say, let's you go out. You get so out. many shots. So <laughs> many shots. Your dream. But if I say, I want to go out for my birthday, let's go. You still think you pay for my birthday. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Isn't that the rule? It's always when someone's birthday. It's like, don't worry about it. We're going to split the bill. We've got you. Mm, interesting. I don't know. When I, you, I used to go to India quite a bit as a kid. And my cousins loved it when it was someone's birthday. Okay. They would always be like, oh my gosh. It's like, you know, happiest birthday coming up. And I'm like, oh, awesome. We get excited about birthdays. Like, yeah, I can't wait. We're going to order so much food. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, cool. We're going to go to like, you know, here, we're going to go there. And I'm like, all right, awesome. And then we get there and it was a big deal because then Happy had to take the bill. Oh. On Happy's happy birthday. <laughs> and did that make him or her happy? No, but that's just what it is. It's like when it was your birthday. Is that bir- the rule? In India, I was. When I was growing up, when I would go visit my cousins, if it's your birthday, it's on you. Your birthday, it's on you. You take the bill because it's your birthday. You've mentioned this before, but it's about who invites who, isn't it? I think so too. Still? But if I invite you to my house for my birthday and say, hey, it's my birthday, come on over for some drinks. Yeah. Then of course, it's my birthday. I've invited you to my house. Yeah. I'm not saying, and, br- and you bring this and you bring that and someone bring, you know what I mean? Well, someone I've, should bring something anyway. But I've taken care of it. I've taken care of it because right. it's my birthday. I'm inviting you to my house. Okay. But if you ask me to go out, yeah. you take care of it. Interesting. But if I plan my own birthday out, yeah. like I say, hey, I'm going out for my birthday. A bunch yeah. of my friends are coming out. I'd love for you to join. Yeah. There's 12 of us at this table. Yeah. Then someone else has also brought up, then your husband Gary should already call in and give his credit card because the table should be paid by your Whoa. husband for your birthday. I've been doing it wrong then. Uh, that's what, These are all the things that come up when it's birthday talk. Yeah, no, I always thought it was we pay for the birthday person. Even if they were like, I've organized my own party. We're going for drinks. We're going to yeah, take a limo. You're back there. We'll take a limo. Yes. Sure. Right. We always just chipped in. Everybody chipped in for to cover at least themselves and part of the birthday person. Doesn't it make more sense, too, if it is someone's birthday, even if they were saying themselves, I want to go out for my birthday. This is mm-hmm. what I planned. It makes sense for everybody else to add 20 bucks onto their bill or 25 bucks. Like if there's 12 of us. Yeah. As opposed to the birthday girl spending a thousand? Yes, it's ridiculous. Doesn't it make sense? Yes. But for a lot of people, they're like, no, that's absolutely wrong birthday etiquette. If you plan it, you invite, you take care of it. It's something about the going out part, because I agree with you about the home thing. If I'm having a birthday party at my house, I'm like, hey, come over, birthday drinks, girls night, and I order pizza, and I've got wine, and yes. I've got what I'm paying for all that, I no know. question. Of course. Because I'm inviting you to my house. I know. But if we go out, even if I make the plan. Yeah. Uh, no, I feel like I should not have to pay. It's my birthday. I know. It's so complicated. It's so twisted. So what are you going to do then? Well, I don't know. You're into paying for the birthday girl. I'm definitely going out with you. I haven't invited you yet. <laughs> I'm inviting you. Oh, yeah. Dang. I can do that too. <laughs> Fine. I got your drink. Okay. Holly and Mira.